Basty barnacles and bernays sauce. Roast your ragtag ragamuffins and royal jelly. It's time to serve up another heaping healthy, helpful of skull and shackled smorgasbords on this week's Deadman Rono Crits. This is your chef, Patrick, here. And I'm joined by the soon-to-be sashimi sailors of the good sailing ship, a.k.a. the players, uh, Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Hey, That's hey. what you think, Patrick, but we're going to roll hey. out of here. <laughs> no, please, let me sashimi. I was I was going to say, I think with this uh, with this poison, it uh, might be a little uh, Ilaris and Cassius Ceviche. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let me um, show you that we can get out of here. Very good. I got. I got. Oh. It. I got it. I didn't I get it. that it one. one. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I feel very good. I don't know about you guys, but normally, while we were recording this episode, the night after last week's episode came out, um, but it, normally when we're doing like these, what we call double record weeks, or even now that we have two podcasts, triple record weeks, I'm very tired by the end of it not at all tonight typically the the recording schedule weighs heavily on me but this podcast is just so much fun just all the stress just kind of melts away and uh, it does feel very much like a regular game night so with that being said i think we should just take a month-long break and before we go Mm-hmm. record pathfinder second edition for like one week straight just every night for a week <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> can you imagine oh. i mean i can do it for now i don't have a job right now so or better yet how yeah job, how about all you <laughs> we just take a vacation from our loved ones and significant others and take four full days and just play morning to, we'll find tonight. a we'll find a cabin in the middle of montana and we'll just record yeah. in there Oh, that'd be so great. We just uh, knock that's out a great that's a knock great out an entire way to book. get old gods fed to fed to the old gods. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I can't hey, I can't even imagine Rebecca on five days of gaming. <laughs> well no, I can't imagine be... me on five hours of gaming, so it's really good that you weren't on non standard action and Rebecca because we hit five hours. I on was about to say your your recordings are real long. But yeah, no, we record for like three days, and then the the other days we just edit and get drunk, and we edit all the episodes for like a year, and yeah. we just have them all ready, and then uh, then we play another game. I don't know what the uh, it's a blur. <laughs> I I have I have you know because we have the rare opportunity of recording the day after the last episode. Mm-hmm. After we finished, I actually looked up to see when Space Jam 2 is coming out. It's oh, like no. July 16th. Oh, so no. I apologize, everybody who saw the last episode. That might be pretty soon. Oh, we got we, we have. Oh, like a, we lost all our episodes. We have a whole. Well, yeah. Well, no, this one's pretty far in advance, though. I just want to know, like, did, did I did I accurately was my was yeah. my comment evergreen? <laughs> it will always be evergreen because this is space I, I, space jam 2 we're yeah. talking about here <laughs> everyone's gonna remember space jam 2 yeah it'll work well for the public release of these episodes right yeah that's true because it will have been out for a year before it goes public i think <laughs> oh yeah people are gonna love it then <laughs> yeah. i, I just be the best. i don't know about you guys I, I always just a lot of times after we record these things i'm like well i really hope that you know my my grandkids never listen to this show. Like, I don't want them to know what their grandpa was like. 
it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry, these will not be scrubbed from the internet. Yeah, well, that's fine. Strangers can listen to it all they want. I just don't want relatives stumbling upon the the oddball comedy that is that is uh, pirate like, fantasy. The generously, the generously mm-hmm. named comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling good, and I hope you guys are feeling good. This is the supposed last episode of Book Two of Skull and Shackles we got here this week. The last of Raiders of the Fever Sea, and we've taken you guys from fighting giant wasps to taking on the societal niceties of, you know, tricking a uh, an older lady into marrying Cassius. <laughs> Um, hey, she offered. Then, yes, that's true. She, she, she's the one that came up with the idea. Yeah. You've met some new allies in the form of a whole bunch of new crew members came on board, and you've had some of the most brutal and dangerous undersea combats I've ever jammed. So, <laughs> yay! Hey guys, you you heard what he said. This might be the last episode of book two. Let's derail as hard <laughs> as we have ever derailed. No matter what, I I, Let's I fixate control. on something unimportant for hours. I, I control when that demarcation is. So guess what? Now we're in book three. You know? Oh, God. Well, yes. I guess we're level seven now. <laughs> I also have complete control of that. Dang you it, have right. no power here, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Force lightning comes out of my fingertips. I used to be a GM. No. <laughs> Oh yeah, when we last left off, you uh, Cassius and Alaris had swam down into the pit beneath this huge stone throne and cracked a lead seal on, I think I described it as, it's like a, a stone bench, like a, just like a, a yeah. big stone lid on top of, mm-hmm. you know, what could Which... be a teeny coffin or a, a, a chest. Yeah, which I think was a little premature of Alaris to crack the lid. Everything is from a captain's order, so. <laughs> I didn't know such thing. I didn't touch that thing. It has fish-headed demons on it. What are you thinking, Cassius? Well, it's, it's, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to blame someone else in case somebody <laughs> dies. It's like carved out of the floor. There's no, like, you'd have to destroy this thing. No matter what here, but man, uh, that thing's covered in lead. I bet there's asbestos inside of it too. Jeez, that's oh, not no. the only thing. As you opened it up, this red liquid, uh, almost under pressure, just squirts out, and uh, very soon fills up the water around you two. I need you guys to make me a fortitude save. And we did take poison antidotes before coming back down here, so. Oh, you know that they like their poison, so you guys made a good decision. Ooh, not great, but that's an 18 for Alaris. Is that including the plus tier? No. Okay. Oh, boy. I'll let Jabert roll. I'll let Kendosa roll before we we talk about the hero points. Not not Jabert. Cassius. You were saying... You were saying like, oh boy, like you had to roll oh. two. No, it's just Cassie's in the layers. Uh, okay, we got a an eight and a six. So you guys letting those stand, or do you want to roll right here at the very front of the episode? Uh, <laughs> so we get a plus 
two if it's assuming it's poison we get a plus mm -hmm. two as well yeah so yours would be a 20. you I'll think let, a 20 is a? Uh, i'll let it stand okay yes yes i'll use it i'll use the reroll. yeah i rolled a six right here comes the one. Oh, Cassius. Never mind, I crush it. Cassius is good. He's got a 20. Is that a 26? 26. If this is indeed poison that I get to plus two against, then it'd be a total of 26. Oh, yeah. And Alaris is taking some poison damage. <laughs> oh, no. With the 20. I'm glad I chose the reroll. <laughs> Seven points of poison damage. And now uh, you guys will have like. A, a turn if there's some things you'd like to do in the the meantime but uh you are still affected by oh, this no. poison yeah i don't know you can you know take an action to swim out of this but it will still be affecting you and does magic healing cure potion or uh, poison or no not unless you have a a cure poison spell or you know something of the, the kind you can have someone uh with healers tools attempt a medicine check against the dc to give you a bonus a potential bonus or you could do that Ooh. yourself potentially i guess yeah I'm, I'm going to if if you swim out i will attempt to medicine alaris i think what you see on alaris i mean cassie says maybe coughing up a storm in the water here but alaris you can see just fingers of what looks like purple veins you know inching up her her chest up her her neck maybe out her her arms of her shirt just looks like it's it's trying to take over whatever this poison is yikes so go ahead and make your your medicine check all right. Oh, 31. <laughs> You're not going to like this, Rebecca. Critical success. Well, I, mean, I guess, I mean, you'll like that part, but it's because he hit 10 over the DC. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, Rebecca. That means you were one off. <laughs> but now, That's this lame. next saving throw, plus four, plus four to your check bonus right. and that's what well, what is your your other spell that you've i'm sorry the alchemical ingredients that you gave her is that also a circumstance bonus that is an item bonus so these are independent and will stack so you have a plus six. Oh, pretty good mm -hmm. pretty good and so, you know yeah. know the dc so you've got a whole lot of factors i do so fortitude, fortitude again correct oh that's terrible but you did it yeah, exactly. Yep. With yep. a plus six, that is enough. It's Thank it. you, yes. Candoso. Once again, my savior. I'm going to start uh, following you rather than he's, my captain who he saved a lot of lives. Me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Those are strong words. You might want to hold off until you see all the treasure we have that he led uh -huh. you to. Then maybe make your decision. Mm -hmm. Hunter uh, pretends to keep trying to push the throne. <laughs> and he acts like he doesn't see any of what's going on. Uh, it's just all very awkward here. It's very awkward. Uh, Cassius is going to spend his action to try to feel inside the chest. I mean, if he can't see it. I imagine you said it was like a red, misty thing, I guess. So I don't know if he can see very well, but he's going to try to feel in the, the chest so he can grab whatever's in there, maybe. 
you feel so much poison, just just tons of poison down just in tons there. Tons of poison. Your hands are sharp things in there. Don't just stick your hand in there. <laughs> your Cassie's is an idiot poison. when it comes to treasure. <laughs> just nothing but poison all all the way up. all the way down. Oh, well, that's very lame. No, I don't have my notes <laughs> ready oh. for <laughs> what was in this thing. You had me convinced. I I was like, wow, what a dick move, writers of uh, <laughs> writers of this AP. I think more impressive is that uh, Cassius knows what just a handful of poison feels like. I oh, I felt this before. It's probably viscous, right? Like one, it probably changes. One time, the... yeah. I was halfway hoping that like maybe one of your hands would get like bitten off or something by something inside the chest and you'd have Jeez. a hook <laughs> From what? Hook oh, hand. That would be I don't cool. know. That would be cool. Yes. I, so, I, I wasn't tracking until you said hook hand and I'm like, oh yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Cassie, I, well, Cassius wouldn't like it. I think I'm, I'm reading my rules here. I think that was just a trap. I don't think there's anything in this stone chair. <laughs> oh, no. That wow. stinks for you guys. Well, there's only seven. Only seven points of damage. Who wrote this like book, Patrick? Storage. I demand their name. Infinite storage for all the not treasure. We I mean, got. that was the other chest. You know? yeah, yeah, that's nice. But I thought this chest would have, you know, shiny thing. Yeah. Evil occult stuff. Mm. Yeah, there's still the the bedchamber, Krillort's bedchamber. You can you can toss for for items. But besides Alrighty. that, it's just it's this huge magical chest. All right, I'll, I'll swim back and look at look through his bedroom. Me too. At this mm -hmm. point, Alaris is she's gotta get something. She got poisoned already. Where's all mm -hmm. the treasure, Patrick? Give me that treasure, boy. But as you take take stock of the items in his bedchamber, uh indeed the main thing that kind of pops <laughs> and uh looks the, to be uh worth the most here is a gold plated conch shell engraved with uh, images of Sea elves and hippocampi, uh, that would be worth easily 120 gold pieces. Hmm. And this is this should be called the treasure episode. So, <laughs> is anyone ready to write all this stuff down? I, I, will, I will do this thing. Oh, Jabert's got a, you got a lot of treasure to write down 120 gold pieces for a gold plated conch shell. It looks like it's like a, a serving dish, there's like some. Speaking of ceviche earlier, there's some putrid fish and humanoid-looking viscera inside there, uh, like kind of wrapped in seaweed. In the back, there is what looks to be a professionally made um, gilt tattooing kit uh, worth five gold pieces. You see a, a burnished brash, brass uh, hand mirror worth two gold pieces. And within the seaweed bed, you find a golden music box, a Virgin music box, which you open, it doesn't seem to be working, but you do see the, the carved ivory image of a, uh, a dancing harrower. And something along these lines would be worth a 40 gold pieces. Uh, inscribed on the underside of the lid though, you see the words, for my darling Isabella. While you are exploring this, what does anybody that has uh, history lore or maybe even seafaring uh, or society give me give me a role? 
a 23 in society for Polaris. This might, with, with, with a higher roll like that, they might have some information. The jostling of this massive stone throne, you have scraped off a good amount of the sea scum along its side and can see these intricately carved hieroglyphics. And while you're not sure exactly, you have heard sea tales of an old empire of giants that is said to have been from the shackles and a chair this large and this kind of ancient looking you think it might be of that empire whatever it is they said to have spanned multiple islands in the shackles many many years ago and like the the age of the um well in, in the previous age and they were said to have one large eye, a single eye in their huge heads. That sounds like a cyclops to me. You are pretty sure, though, to the right buyer, this kind of thing, this throne, would be worth its, well, maybe not its weight in gold, but its weight in silver. <gasps> it would probably be as much as a full hold for the ship. This could pay off the crew for, you know, like a year of service or about 500 gold pieces, you know, somewhere in there. So one night of drinking. <laughs> cool. Hold on. How do we, we get it move out? it out? Yeah. So is, is the idea that we would give someone directions to find it and that's how we sell it? I mean, you can move it. It will take a lot of crew and some ingenuity like this thing will have to be uh you know pulled Excavated. and rolled yeah. out well it's not really attached to the ground it's just it is very heavy how is it gonna um, fit into the tree cavern in that oh it definitely will not um yeah we have to find, have a, to different find exit. a different exit and, and you know that there is one because obviously the the sea devils have gotten in here somehow and you've not explored the entirety of the bottom side but yeah this is in itself a huge treasure um probably the most valuable thing in this throne room cool and i, I should mention the the chest itself this treasure chest i believe i named last week but uh i did find that it is technically locked but I've, I've rolled your perception, your secret perception, and you've already found the hidden key that just kind of like pops out of its side. <laughs> this is an, uh, a magical artifact, one of the, the few that's in these books, uh, called a captain's locker. And like I said, it has, you know, an extra dimensional space inside of it. Besides that, maybe don't know exactly what it does, but you know that... Krellurt's trident is a, a magical item as well. But yeah, the Captain Zocker will probably take a couple of people hauling out of these, these caverns too. Alright, so plan is find the exit. Then bring the ship around to the exit. Force the crew to come in here. Strip everything we can. I mean, hopefully we don't have to force them. Hopefully they just follow orders, you know. That, if you're oh, orders are literally forcing them. people. <laughs> but we, we should first go back. We uh, killed all the big ones in there. Just get out. Go pick up my chair. <laughs> go pick up my chair. Yes. I guess once we find the exit, though, we should probably double back to um, 
Isabella Locke and our other friend. Right. Nima. Nima, indeed. Do do you want to head out now? Do you want to spend some time resting before you do? Why would mm-hmm. Patrick ask that question? Oh, there's so many more poison traps. You guys don't even know. <laughs> it's nothing but poison traps. When the DM asks you if you would like to rest first before you do something, I usually mean, a reason are, for it. Are we low on hit points or our spells right now? Uh, I thought I, I thought I almost killed Honto last week. <laughs> you, you you did. So you guys are all good to go then? Yeah, do we uh, this, need to this, heal up? It's just me using reverse psychology. There's probably nothing <laughs> wrong. Uh, well, after the excellent healing from Candoso and then the other hit that Hanto took, he's actually down to 23 hit points again. <laughs> I think it would be a good idea to heal up. Yeah, Round of medicine checks. Let's go. Is, yeah. is anyone else hurt at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just oh, took yeah. poison damage, but... That's it. Uh, all oh, right. I suppose I suppose Cash just took a hit too, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, I will attempt. Ooh, let's say a. What do you What, what do you think? Do you want the uh, the the sure thing healing, or do you want the uh, the tricky? Maybe mess it up, but maybe we get you some extra hit points healing. Your bird still has a zero point. Go for the tricky one. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, we should we should line up like uh, primates picking fleas off of each other, and like Hanto will work on Cassius, Candos will work on. Okay, Hanto. you're getting the tricky one. We. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you don't get any healing. No. Natural two. Natural no, two. Ca- two. Cassius also does not get any healing. All right, everyone, well, let's move I can on. Try. That's a nineteen. Nope. Well, you didn't determine which DC you were going for, right? Oh, I but don't know. It, it, it's per person, if that makes sense. Like, mm. multiple, multiple people can't just try the same check. Oh, okay. on the yeah, same person? So you have, oh. you have yeah, to, the, the person is immune for an hour. You have so, to wait an hour. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, I mean, you, you good, don't have... Good job, team healing. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, that, was a, that was some tough luck. I think I have a potion if someone's really desperate. I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, it's like we healed up, came over here. But then we got in a I fight. I hate to just heal up. A, and, well, I, yeah, I know, but I hate to just shoot the day in the foot and yeah. heal up. Uh, all I don't know. Do, do you have other plans? You got a hot date later, Cassius? Come on. All right. <laughs> An hour later, I'm going to try healing Hanto again. Here we go. That's more like it. Oh, my it. gosh. That's Woof. more like it. All right, uh, I'll, I'll also try again. As long yeah. as as long as the captain's okay with sticking around. I mean, like, I I also hate like just spending a bunch of time uh, just trying to heal. Yeah. But yeah, man, you know, I almost we died. should we should You're at least just get... floating around the dead bodies here in the throne room and uh, <laughs> trying to wrap seaweed kelp around you. Hey. Oh my god! Hey. Uh, okay, there you go, Cassius. 20. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, uh, so that's gonna double the d. The dice that you roll. So, so actually, right? Wait. right. Yeah, you're right. The uh, uh, the target regains uh, 48, and then the wounded condition is uh, removed. So wow. Yeah. So uh, 48 plus if you're going for the 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 
the dc20 then like yeah but i I, so i I think i think the distinction here is that you don't double the bonus 10 for going harder dc so it's 48 plus 10 okay cool but but if we go for an hour hour, then you double the whole thing right so yeah so are we doing an hour of healing i mean i I think we should i think we probably should hanto kind of i I thought that's what i literally thought that's what we were doing sorry okay that's fine okay so just 48 plus 10 times two yeah okay all right so this is and then i've got uh 2d8 plus 10 for hanto and that'll be times two do you imagine your your uh fourth grade math teacher ever uh hears about you playing D and it's just like they're using all the skills <laughs> all the skills i knew i knew it would be useful multiplication uh, addition subtraction it's the best so uh 44 for honto and that'll be 46 for cassius yeah wait that's all i needed actually that's i'm going cool. how, how is honto doing substantially better i'd hope so then let's still tally. still still like 20 hit points down from max but better okay um i mean uh, if we're if we're fine spending 10 more minutes then i can just do a, a simple a simple check here and uh as long as i don't roll a one okay simple check okay so that'll just be uh oh <laughs> you rolled a two <laughs> wow all right so that's an extra six six for you there and so yum Okay. I eat those hit points right up. Just hum, num, 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 num. Guys trying to hurt each other. These low rolls. Excellent. Excellent. There were some healing potions on our man. I forget what I said last week. Oh, right. He had, yeah, I think, I think you said he had some potions, but I, I don't think we actually identified them. Some potions and lotions. Yes. Um, they are the- too moderate potions of healing now patrick i uh, i don't know if this is like just like a map that you're using <laughs> but to the west and to the east here it looks like there are seaweed curtains yes i think i described them when we came into this chamber and on the other side of them i think it's just where the the concubines lived oh geez lived. what's it look like back there i don't know if i have a great description but I'm imagining, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's where fish get it on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this, imagine a pillow for fishes. Uh, well, it's, you know, seaweed beds, kelp beds with some, you know, light up like angler fish. Uh, is there red a, lights. Uh, some is interesting there a... shaped corals. Is there a is there a snork uh, in the middle? Interesting <laughs> coral. Some smooth coral, maybe. <laughs> Jeez, the weak. You guys, <laughs> coral for her. What? <laughs> it looks like, uh, yeah, it, it looks like you know, weird Swedish furniture. It's just like a a coral wedge and stuff. Oh, okay. Bunch well, of bunch of things that you just like close that seaweed curtain as soon as you draw it open. You're like, not for us, not for us. Oh boy, let's. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is there anything in the, that part of the throne room? Really doesn't uh, give any description. Just puts that on the map for funsies. Maybe maybe Ooh. it's in case GMs want to hide bad guys back there. 
Oh. But I'm a nice GM. I'm not a meanie. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, right. So you guys ready to head back out or? Well, back uh, out. Yeah, we need to we explore find the, rest the alternative of those exit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, indeed you do. All right. So you will have to go back down again. And then towards the south, you find a couple of passages that lead further on into the caverns and then that open up. And as you're getting down there, you hear what sounds like a, almost like a trumpet blast uh, underwater and then silence. As you continue on in that direction, you find yourself in a much larger open chamber that seems like maybe people were here, maybe training or something. Um, It it does have like a a more open feel where there's kind of like natural growing seaweed and things. Feels like you're closer to the outside here. I don't don't like the secret rolling for perceptions uh, for you guys. Rolled 19, 18, and 20. You can, but there's there's nobody here right now. So you're enveloped in silence, but your perception allows you to see while you're heading down this way where you think the caverns might empty out. Uh, swimming past the wall to the, the right here. I'll actually take us there on the, the map. We're in the far lower. I just want to say real quick, Patrick, uh, thank you for rolling my perception for me. <laughs> yeah, I just, just, I can't believe how <laughs> how many great rolls. I did it last week, too, for the secret perception. I rolled, like, two 20s. I'm like, what? I know. Why? To think you could have ra- rolled all of those in combat. I should have just, yeah, I should have rolled these live just to show you my, my bad luck. 4d20, I rolled 66. <laughs> Right, as you're headed down this way, uh, I think, Honto, you may feel a tug even to this wall to your west. And as you look down, you don't remember taking it out, perhaps, of your your pack, uh, but you have in your hand the deep platinum necklace uh, that you got from Krillort's son uh, that seems to be given off like a magical pulse and pointing you in the direction of this western wall. And as you get closer to it, I mean, <laughs> both Cassius and uh, Alaris as well get a sense as you're walking by that there's a good amount of sediment built up around the wall here. But as you get closer, you see a very fine crevice, like an indentation in the stone that you're pretty sure if you took some time uncovering it and brushing away the sand and whatnot, that there would be something else there. A feeling in your gut tells you that. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I, I'll, I, I'll start brushing things away. I feel like removing mud and dirt is my thing. <laughs> he, he just starts scooping it into a bag. <laughs> I'm saving this for later. Why are you yeah. scooping that in the medicine bag? Oh, it'll mm-hmm. it'll take some time. Probably, if all four of you worked on it, like a good 15, 20 minutes. 
are we all compelled to start digging at this wall? Like, does anybody have anything to say otherwise? Uh, there's treasure. Cassius. <laughs> oh, Cassius's uh, nose, his treasure nose, is a twitching. Uh, this does so, seem, as you as you remove the silt buildup, indeed to be a a secret chamber behind a large stone wall. It's like a situation where like. Hanto's pearl starts glowing, and then the pearl that Cassius is holding onto is glowing, and then it pans up to his face, and his nose is glowing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's, a, it's like Rudolph. Yeah. Anyway, it I, is uh, a Rudolph I, situation. I, I yeah, guide Besmara's the... ship across the cosmic skies when it's uh, when there's a lot of <laughs> cosmic fog. I guess. They just strap you to the main mast. And... Yeah, yeah, or yeah. They put right you on to the top, no, right like to the bowsprit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent. So, releasing that, it does seem, I mean, it's a, it's a natural piece of stone, but it seems to be laid against the entrance to another cavern, uh, fairly deliberately, kind of lined up to seal up this section. Uh, it's a pretty foul water inside that escapes, and as you look inside here, there's a lot of seaweed and things growing from the bottom but in the far distance of this room seemingly chained up to a a full sized ship's anchor about 10 feet tall is what looks like a a body a human body uh, that has been laid to rest here it has definitely rotted here for some time. You can see bits of bone beneath rotten flesh. Oh, are we breathing in corpse water? Yeah. If you get closer, probably. Can we uh, identify Cassis. the body? I mean, if you if you want to go in and, and take a look, at the very least, from afar, there is a large, uh, almost like a from a distance, looks like a huge golden medallion around this guy's neck. Yeah, Cassius wants to check this out. Is everyone going inside? Alaris will. Alaris, for the record, is on the hunt for a trophy. I feel like she needs some treasure to show that she's a real pirate now. Oh, this is the treasure episode. You came to the right episode, (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca. Yo, he's going to start asking us to pick behind seaweed curtains now. Uh, right, so if everyone's heading inside here, indeed, you get uh, a much better look at this, uh, what looks like a finely dressed uh, humanoid, uh, male humanoid corpse tied to this anchor via the chains. Huge parts of him seem to be have been eaten away perhaps or or maybe take a a good deal of damage and is how he died there's like a chunk missing from his his skull here as you get closer you can tell that this item around his neck oh it's not a medallion not quite it is what are these things called I believe it's called a necklace a doubloon uh, well, not only are there, is there another deep platinum pearl on this string, but the the golden medallion you get a better look at seems to be 
a Mariner's astrolabe. It almost looks like a very large pocket watch uh, tied to a string around his neck. Uh, yeah, did you want to investigate the the body, Rebecca? Sure. Can I look for traps? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've rolled secretly for you, so no worries there, right? I mean, I roll, oh. I roll straight rocks all the time. Uh, why don't you make me a medicine check? It's nineteen. I mean, this thing, this body has probably been rotting behind this capstone to this uh, chamber for hundreds of years maybe even before cyrus wolf is said to have come to this this island is that medicine check high enough to determine if this person is dead well that would probably well yes <laughs> I, he's very dead <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you got from the description okay just making sure I just huge is chunk undead perchance <laughs> Now that's a matter of faith, aka I think that'd be a religion check. Do you want me to roll that? <laughs> well, what's your bonus? On religion? Yeah. Nine. Oh, good googly moogly. I don't. I don't like the silence, Rebecca. I'm not it's a nerve wracking. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's doing a little too much reading for my comfort. <laughs> yeah, is it undead? Oh, what's your religion score? Starts reading <laughs> frantically. That's a matter of faith. Oh, this thing is is uh, is totally, you think, completely ready uh, to reach out and grab you, uh, like many of the ghoulies back in the um, the aisle where the the man's promise crashed many many months ago but from what you can tell is not undead is just seems to be rotted away in the same way that they were covered in barnacles and other sea sea life here but maybe that's because you didn't roll well or i didn't roll well for you uh maybe that's what i was looking up are, are you uh feeling confident enough to to grab that item from around his its neck I'm going to pull my curved blade out first and cautiously with my left hand grab the medallion and the prop. Excellent. Excellent. Bye, guys. Another left hand reaches out as soon as you step forward to grab it. And hey, look, this is what this guy looks like. Oh, no. <sighs> oh, it's the ancient mariner and you've disturbed his slumber let's go ahead and I actually have rolled very high on your religion check just not high enough against his deception Rebecca I apologize it was I was doing math this is why I was so quiet it was 27 versus 26 go ahead and we're going to use that 26 for your initiative everyone else give me a perception or religion oh my gosh okay what you got dang Candoso. Oh, that's a good one, Candoso. Oh, yeah. oh, Candoso's ready for the boy. Indeed. Ready for the undead boy. Uh, I was about to say, I'm about to jump into this first, but Candoso, you get a, maybe your stomach turning here from afar as you're watching Alaris, like, <laughs> you know, unsheath her blade. Uh, you get to go first in this combat as you see perhaps 
uh, one of its other or its its right undead hand kind of like flit a up. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is he wearing any obvious metal of any sort? A gold medallion, right? Oh, no, but not not metal armor. Oh. I presume. Grand question. I don't believe so. Yeah, Oops. very few who go in the water do. You know what? I mean, what what spell are we you looking for? Uh, shocking because grasp. Is he give better if it's? It's like a plus one to hit if if he's wearing armor or metal armor. I mean, right now he is covered in chains. I think I would count that. Metal okay. chains. So okay. Well, then I'm I'm going to, I'm I'm going to swim up. And as he's reaching for Alaris's arm, I'm going to grab his arm mm. and uh, zip, zap, zop. I'm going to put my hand on Kendosa's hand. <laughs> Everyone hold hands. Uh, yep. Oh, uh, 25 to hit. Miss. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Run away, everyone. Run away. <laughs> do you still have your hero point? I do, I do. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I rolled a 12, though. I mean, I believe in miracles. <laughs> Rolling it, yeah. Rolling it. You can't but hey, miss twice. 29. Well, I wish I could give you more precise information, but yes, a hit. <laughs> All right, so that'll be uh, 22 points of electricity. Oh, yeah, no, no save for this. Yeah, and, and it uh, does not seem like that uh, he enjoyed that too much. All right, and he's taking 1d4 persistent as well. Y'all, if his AC is higher than 25, I think we're in some trouble here. Ah, we got this. It's only one of them. Yeah. I got to say, mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little like Abu in, well, the, in the Cave of Wonders right now. Uh, I was about to say, <laughs> you should feel. You have touched the forbidden treasure. <laughs> you should feel. You'll be feeling real bad if Candoso hadn't come up and said, uh, "Make me the prior target next." Oh uh, no! Which he has. Mistake. <laughs> it is his turn, and yeah, he's going to reach out. He's going to try and bring it closer with a claw attack first. Only a seven on the dice, but. Your AC 22, that is going to be a hit. Mm. And with that, he is going to spend a second action uh, just zombie grabbing you and pulling you in to to get a, a, a good meaty shoulder bite for a second attack. Oh, no. Just the meatiest. Of I saw somebody do a zombie grab on a, on a mixed martial arts recently. It's not pretty. Mm-hmm. I've rolled a four, and that is going to be a miss. But I forgot he his claw attack has another bonus to it. Make me a fortitude save. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, I hope it's poison. Oh, it's not. Oh, hey. 29. Hey, a success. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, you felt your... Arms and legs getting stiff, but oh no, uh, you have shaken it off. Uh, but you are grabbed by the creature mm -hmm. as we end its turn and go to Alaris. 
All right, Alaris is freaking out right now, but she is going to, uh, she has her curve blade ready to go. She is going to try to slice open the arm of this zombie <laughs> ghost guy. Hack that arm off. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you crit hit here, part of that hand is coming off and, and making that <laughs> grab potentially go away a lot easier. But only because you said you want to chop the hand. So basically Sorry, 20. I'm, I'm just thinking like, I wonder if there's some way that I can, can I faint first? Yeah, I mean, fainting, it does requ not require any linguistic things, right? Nope. Or I could, can I stand on the other side of him? The backside, he's kind of got his back to the edge of the cave. To the wall, this, okay. There's a giant anchor behind him, so not really. All right, I would like to move behind him because that would be easier for me to do, but I will try to faint. We'll see if we can get him uh, flat-footed. Oh, that's a 20, 28 on deception. Against his perception DC, correct? Yeah. I don't <laughs> faint very often. <laughs> uh, yes, perception DC, uh, success. All right, so he is now flat-footed to me then. Um, So taking my curve blade. Oh, yes! Oh, critical hit. All right. Natural 20. So uh, I had made it up in my mind a plus four bonus to any escape rolls. Uh, Kevin Candoso's way here, bare minimum. Thank goodness. Uh, as you are hacking, you, I think you get through at least a tibia or something of the arm that shatters and black water kind of fills around the wound. Lots of damage here. Shall but... I roll my critical damage? Yeah, yeah, of course. And your um, sneak attack damage again. Yeah, so another 2d6. Mm -hmm. Oh my, my, my. Me, my, my. So let's see, Ooh. that's an extra 21 damage. Is that 44? Is that what that is? <laughs> 17 and 15 is going to be 32. Uh, 6 is 38. And another 6 is 44. You ever wonder if our math teachers from fourth grade uh, are listening to the podcast and be like, man, they're really not that good at math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah, say, they would be yeah. ashamed of me because I can't Sorry, do that what, that fast. what was the total? 44. 44. That's way too much damage. But I also, we, we forgot to roll the, there's persistent electricity damage, right? Oh, yes, yes. I will roll to automatically recover from that. And By the don't. way, it is now flat-footed until the start of my next turn. Oh, my goodness. Oh, right, because of your... Because of my critical specialization effect. That's pretty yeah. good. I pretty useful here with this high AC. Uh, that is a, so much damage. The arm nearly comes off. This, he's not looking very strong after that one. You just see him kind of like... Stare in Hilaris's direction now. Oh no. <laughs> and lets out a. Uh, I really want the medallion really bad now. So uh, I'm gonna. That's the lesson. I'm actually going to use. I'm gonna use predictable. <laughs> it to... was very predictable zombie-like move. Yes, for you yes. To try and eat my friend. <laughs> Okay, uh, so, so yeah, that's perception check to sense motive against the foe's deception DC. Ooh, that's a high one. It's a 27 on perception. That is a success, though. 
just a success? Correct. Okay, so that gives me a plus one to my AC. Okay. A pretty great turn there. How are we going to follow it? Cassius and Honto, you've rolled the same initiative again. Initiative buddies. Buddies! Who yeah. wants to go next? Oh, and I see the, there's two flanking spaces for you both. There there indeed are two flanking spaces. Captain? Yeah, yeah that, I, I think that means Cassius has to go first. Okay. Swim. It is flat-footed. Don't forget. Yep. Yeah, so no no reason to faint. Uh, do I want to try to insult this guy? Do I think common is on the table? He, he, I mean, it used to be human, right? Looks it. Do I waste a turn trying to... Yeah, I'm going to waste a turn trying to insult this this poor fool. With a witty remark about the dangers of anchors. 30. Um, what are you, Is that against Will DC? That is against Will DC. 30 is a success. Huzzah. And it knows. I got to love it when things know common. I, you know, I for, for both the first edition creature this is based on and the second edition rules that I'm stealing, I don't know that it does or doesn't. So oh, let's say okay. it does. Cool. That gives me some pinache and that will <laughs> burn space. So... <laughs> <laughs> it gives him pinache. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it, right? I saw Jabert's reaction. That was too funny. Oh my! I wasn't gonna say Jack. <laughs> and, and now we're in a now we're in the edit zone. Yeah, I'll say we're in, it, we're, in, we're in dimension edit. <laughs> Don't do All right, it, I'll take. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> no, no, no! All right, I'll take it. Because that gives me panache, and I'm going to yeah. use that panache to stab. Oh, sugar. Oh, we already know that a 25 is a miss, don't we? Not exactly. It oh, is not flat, flat footed. footed. And that is a hit. Oh, Woo! Rebecca's the best. <laughs> That's all the 13 points of damage. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, 14 points of damage. That's still up here. Third action. No, that's all three, that's, right? That was my third. Honto. Bottom of the turn order. Gonna do a swim up, and uh, I have an inkling mm -hmm. that this thing probably is not... doesn't care too much about piercing damage. Mm. But maybe it doesn't care about bludgeoning damage either. Changing it up. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't think that wolf stance is the way to go here. I'm going to try to do a flurry with just a, an art with regular uh, bludgeoning strikes here. So pop, pop. 26 uh, is a hit. Oh, 22 flat footed. No, that's not going to do it. Not going to do. Damn. Okay. Uh, go ahead and hail Mary with a third strike. Ah, of course not. Uh, so that's just going to be uh, 15. Uh, just 15. Bludgeoning damage. We yeah, can't all be 44 to go. I mean, this, this thing, yeah, you all have stepped up, every one of you so far, and hit this guy. Uh, I love this so much. He's just like, haha, I've got you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's that he's reaching out from the change and has pulled in Candoso. Candoso, it's on to you. 
Yeah, I'm thinking about this. Um, I think I want to try to escape. That's that's against what is that against? Uh, escape. So it's either acrobatics or athletics. I think you get to choose, and it is typically against the athletics DC of the creature grabbing you. And he gets Let's a plus see. four to this. Uh, yes. And so can you turn into a cat? I mean, I can. I'm not sure that's a great idea right now. I don't know. Cat Doso is pretty cute. Yeah, very cute. Uh, also, weakness 10 to damage. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ideal. What a bold move. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to uh, uh, wriggle out of this thing's uh, bony gl- grasps. All right. Oh, hey, there's a 30 with your bonus. bonus. Yeah, that was a fail (laughs) with the bonus I gave you. That is a success. Well, thank the goodness. Yeah, don't worry about that because he just has a a fun ability. If you fail, uh, well, I should say critically fail to escape against it, it triggers a attack by the creature (laughs) as it just destroys you it's called tear flesh what a fun a 26 one. is a fail so a critical fail is 16 that's yeah, at, least. at least 16 17 yeah this that's is rough a, this guy's a little dangerous but i'm giving you a level eight version of a pretty cool monster is, uh, boy. is it dangerous it doesn't seem dangerous so well i mean you guys are pretty high level what what do you uh, want to do next let's see here i'm going to still flat-footed yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take advantage of that. Oh gosh, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to attack because I just did an attack action. So so we'll be at a minus five. Yeah, I think. I think I'm just gonna have to spend my other focus point. Oh no! And drop a tempest surge. Oh okay. Yes. Reflex save. And oh no, gonna be a a. That's a critical success, yeah. Oh, shoot. I think even with flat-footed. I was the highest I think I've ever rolled on that damage. Yeah, that's a pretty... Oh, my. Damage is huge. Oh, my. 12, 9, and 10 on 3d12. Well, he's still taking 15? No, with a critical. Oh, no. He didn't take anything. Critical. He he jumps out the way, right? Oh, oh, okay. Again, Patrick. To an anchor. Can you can you paint us a word picture? <laughs> I I think a lot of this energy has gone straight through the chains and the almost this totem like anchor that he's tied to, and behind you you see it arcing with electrical energy as it lights up the room, but uh, he does not seem to be a good conductor mm. for the surge of electricity that you try to push him. He gets another he gets another chance to mess people up and a lot of people have done damage to him throughout this turn, but Alaris did the most. Oh no, Alaris, oh, no. he's coming at you with a grab. Oh, that's a critical hit. Oh no. 17 on the dice. Okay. Well, very low there, but it is 33 points of damage piercing he just kind of grabs onto you with his second action and go ahead and make me a fortitude save all right it's a 23 23 
it's not going to be enough. Oh, no. Uh, you is become... it a poison? It is not. Is occult necromancy. You are paralyzed. And insult to injury. It is time for his second attack. He's coming at you with that that bite. Oh, no. 18 on the dice. That is going to be a hit. Uh-oh. Uh, what's your armor class? 24 right now. Ooh, and if you are... Actually, I should have nimble dodged, but I forgot. You're flat-footed because you're paralyzed, so... 22? Is that right? If yeah. we don't confirm it, then you don't critter, so no, nobody say anything. It's not... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 22. It is not a critical hit, but it is a hit. Might be just as bird here it's not gonna take much honestly uh 14 points of piercing damage well okay. the worst thing comes i need you to make a second fortitude <laughs> save wow yeah uh, okay patrick oh, I'm, no. I'm sorry that i said that this monster didn't seem very threatening his okay. abilities are so raucous can i use my hero point hero point to re-roll my fortitude save yeah, you rolled a five on the dice. You could probably do better than that. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> nope, I can't. Oh, I can't. no. Natural one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I hope there's not a critical uh, fail. So see. I don't know that there is, but this is, I think, a new phobia for Alaris, as this is something you've experienced before. This is the curse fill lungs as you <laughs> paralyzed you kidding me feel salt water filling your lungs and you gain sickened one as the condition oh no do i take damage right now uh no actually okay you're only drowning i'm only drowning <laughs> in um, a cave at least i'm not unconscious and drowning that is its turn it has Alaris in its grasp, and you see just a stream of water from its agape mouth uh, filling her nostrils. Maybe the white of her eyes as they go white, everyone. Uh, Alaris, you are paralyzed. I think you could still take mental actions uh, while in this state, but yeah, like recall knowledge and things. I guess you can know what this is if you want to roll religion. Uh, Okay. I mean, there's very little else to do on your turn, sadly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've oh, been that's here frightening. before, haven't I? That's <laughs> terrible to think about, though. It's like when you're paralyzed and this curse is taking effect on you, the only thing you can do is be like, oh, no, I know exactly how I'm about to die. <laughs> yep. Why? Think about. Why Pathfinder 2nd Edition? It's 21. Uh, that is not going to be enough, but you can uh, try again. You can take your other actions. All too. right, I'll just. You can going. pray to Desna. <laughs> yeah, now it's none. Yeah, why is there not pray? a <laughs> pray to the gods above action in uh, Pathfinder? Oh All man, right. lower than that, not gonna do. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, she's, well, maybe that's a good no thing. No clue. She, her brain is just so full of water; she just can't. Ignorance is bliss anymore. here. Uh, you've got to rely on your allies to get you through this. And that is 
Asia snacks. I need my I need Aladdin oh, to save me from the cave of wonders that is <laughs> This is the cave <laughs> cave of an early death. You're gonna uh, be Yeah, with... I feel like we're in the cave of blunders. <laughs> oh man. This is indeed <laughs> Chef's Kiss. This is indeed a an advanced mummy of the deep uh from the first edition called the Ancient Mariner. Dang. Some different well, abilities. I have I have um, I have no things that can help Alaris besides murdering the thing that is trying to murder her. Now it's no longer flat-footed. Oh no! Oh, but it does take persistent damage to Bert. We'll figure that out. And it is flat-footed though because we're you flanking are it. flanking it. Yes, so technically still flat-footed. Uh, three oh, electricity. That's... I think we're just gonna attack a bunch, yeah. Just yep, a yep. just a bunch of stabs, just stabalicious. Oh, ho, ho! sixteen on right. the dice. Uh, that That's... is definitely a hit. All right, nice. I'm still rolling ones on d sixes though. <laughs> Only uh, twelve points of damage. All right, he's still up, still. Got its arm wrapped around Alaris. All right, let's roll again. And I don't think I want... Uh, I might as well use the finisher, right? But which finisher, he says? Probably... Who says? You says? Who says me says? Who yeah, says P says? She says P says. All right, second attack. We're going to make this a confident finisher. Mm, Tyler, what up? Terrible decision. You don't sound confident. Uh, you you got to exude it before you roll. Uh, is that just what I need with flanking? It's a... Oh, no, we know 25 is a miss. All right. Oh, no. That's, is there anything I can do about that? I don't have any re-rolls. Oh, I rolled such good damage for me. For me. Well, the good news is I, I did somewhat anticipate this. Um, uh -huh. The good thing with Confident Finisher <gasps> is that if I fail, I deal half of my precise strike damage to the target. I forgot regardless all about that. That's such a good finisher. So that's half of, th <laughs> that's half of three. Tyler's six. like, I know I was going to roll crummy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, pff, I, I rolled pretty poorly on 3d6, but hey, that's better than zero damage. Three You're points here. Maybe every little bit will count. Hanta. Okay. Just, just think I should just attack four times. Does that seem? Does that seem? Yeah. I think we just need to get the threat off the board here. Okay. Oh, that open is up a hit. The, open up with the twenty-nine and a seventeen for the flurry. So one hit. Oh boy. Rolling doo doo damage. Unfortunately. Yeah. Hey, but a crit! Oh! Look at that. I was about that to say, you did, saddest crit damage I've you did six damage on that first hit. I was like, oh no, that's not enough. But that Hold crit. On. Oh, is that enough? Oh, it's it's enough. Uh, you, oh. you, you had one hit point after your first hit. Ah. I was like, oh, this could be rough <laughs> oh, if it no. gets back to his turn. Uh, you break the arm off as grasping at Alaris. And his head just falls off <laughs> into the ground okay. as he loses animation. Oh, but we're still in the danger zone as Alaris is still first. Um, do, do we recognize what's happening? 
because uh, we've seen her going through this before. I think you can tell there's definitely something amiss. Okay. Um, if you want to roll religion yourself to see if you can it's figure it out. The only thing that we can do would medicine work. Um, I feel actually maybe nature in this instance because I can do nature. I think this does simic, uh, mimic just drowning. Okay, because I have one action left technically, so I'll go ahead and do a nature 27? That is enough, yeah. I'll give you some information about Phil Lungs here. Uh, this does just mimic straight drowning, and she has very similarly to him has happened on the deck of the death knell uh four four rounds until actual drowning as the condition okay. um i think hanto will uh upon identifying this look at the others point at alaris and like sit like grab his neck to signify that she's drowning or choking i guess mm -hmm. the yeah. international symbol speak? for breath not good yeah i mean you guys can can talk but yeah it's underwater I, garbled yeah he, he doesn't hanto is not the sort of person who shouts underwater <laughs> it's Which just is rude <laughs> to shout she's, underwater she's drowning uh candoso oh um yeah I, if i recall there's some uh maybe a first aid for this is that right you can't administer first aid to stops a drowning condition but in this case i will also allow it to uh, potentially give a bonus Okay. Um, at these lower levels for the the save. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. All right, it's a two action. It is. Thing. Yes. Oh, oh boy. Oh oh no. Oh no. Seventeen. Five on the dice. That will not be enough. Okay. Um, my next action will be two. Any heals? No. Um, unless unless wait, do I have? No. No, I don't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no healing. Sorry. How about wild empathy? <laughs> <laughs> Does that help? Oh, I, I, just mean, I, I feel really, really bad about what I, happened. I, I, I hope you, I try to make you feel really seen in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, can you, can you maybe get a school of fish to perform CPR? Uh, I mean, I'll ask. They said no. So the good news here is you're not paralyzed because it's actually, well, technically shouldn't work on elves. Bad news is the, the fill lungs is still happening. Uh, can we make me another fortitude save? And mind you, uh, you do have sickened one currently. Is that a negative to my fortitude save? Okay. Yeah, negative one. Negative one. Oh. So 15. Uh, that is a fail. Again. Can I just keep trying, or am I just out of luck? So that's all you get for the the turn. Uh, you can try uh, medicine check yourself to administer first aid. Um, try and uh, give yourself that bonus. Try to pump the lungs. Not sure how that works, but free okay, of water. I can try. It's kind of like heaving when you do have the. Oh, like oh. retching, but I can't retch right Second now. condition. 24? Is that with minus two now? Oh, no. If you, you When you're sickened, you can retch to attempt a fortitude save against the DC of the effect that made you sickened. 
and reduce it. So you're second two right now. You can retch to try against that. Um, but yeah, in addition to that, the medicine check goes through. So you'll get a bonus there. Uh, make me another four to uh, save if you want to retch. To try to retch. Okay. Yeah. It's an 18. No, that is not going to be enough. Not good rolls. Oh, Honto okay. and Cassius. Any, any bonuses? Anything you can help? She's already uh, has first save this round. So I rolled perception to see if there's any treasure in the room. Just 18. on the, the dead man. Yeah. He's got this astrolabe around his neck. All right, well, Cassius, while everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with Alaris, Cassius is going to take the astral off the mirror and pocket it, and then that's we'll, we'll call that two actions, and as a third action, he's going to try to... I hate uh, and love Cassius, so... <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder how many people are oh, going to change their favorite character <laughs> after so that sorry. specific I'm action. So sorry. I'm so sorry. What a monster. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. Uh, I mean, I just... The, the, <laughs> that's, that's the most piratical thing. It's the most pirate move, I think, that's happened this I wonder show. If so Isabella, I wonder if Isabella Locke wants a ship. <laughs> Leave this, she, she leave this hole in here. Uh, I guess as part of that, I, I, I just have nothing to do to help. I can't. Okay. You know, uh, I will administer words of encouragement. All right, that is fine. Maybe I'll pat. Maybe I'll pat her on the back like I'm trying to burp a baby. I mean, that's the best I've got. You know what? Feel free to uh, roll to aid. And what am I rolling? Medicine or religion. Oh. Okay, yeah. Let's see how <laughs> empathetic Cassius is. I've got a nine. <laughs> Just a flat nine? No, that's <laughs> not enough. Uh Honto. Okay, so now that we've identified what's going on, we can utilize medicine now, right? Or uh, can I do medicine again? We've already got a success on the medicine this round, so don't need another. We can't add more, okay. Sorry, no. What else can be done then? Well, like I said, if you want to give good good vibes <laughs> via uh, just aid another, I'll allow it here, and that that would just be a medicine check. Well, right. Okay. So, so by doing medicine to aid another, will that confer an additional bonus to the save? Uh, yes, but I mean you've got to roll pretty high, so got a decent medicine check. Okay, go for it. We'll see. 21. Still no. Still no. Um, I have my hero point for the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what else are you going to use? I rolled a 10. You can do better than a 10. Roll that again, Seth. This thing's not coming, like... not coming back to life and attacking you again. <laughs> I feel like I've got a... Well... <laughs> Natural one. Can well, do so. <laughs> you pour more water in. Oh boy. Um, let's see. So she's got medicine for the round right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I should just hold my turn and see if I can't medicine her okay. after her turn. Perfectly fine. Gives her some more chances to retch. Alaris, back to you. Uh, yeah, well, I was about to say, I, th I think the, the this will happen first so make me the fortitude save to retch or to try to save save against it okay 
22. 22 is exactly what you needed with the bonus here. Even Yay. with a minus two because of the sicking condition. And all you need is one save to start coughing up the uh, half full lungs. You're only about halfway there at stage two. Oh my goodness. So uh, do I need to save again? Nope. Nope. Um, save removes the curse. Just a, just a fun little necromantic uh, love letter from this barnacle ghoul. Uh, but if you had died from this, you get to come back as one of them, which is always one of the. And I have abilities. a sword. I have a sword that'll work when I'm a when I'm a ghost. <laughs> it'll be great. So um, uh, I think we actually talked about this last time. You had your lungs yeah. filled with salt water, yeah, but it, it you, you have your turn. And you still technically have your sword out, and you did just watch Cassius take the yeah. I was the, about to say, uh, I feel like Alaris is going to come to. No, I demand perception up. checks against thievery <laughs> checks. No, not even not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. No, I was. We all saw you do it. No, he you was swam swamp. down to the bottom of the cave and you rifled no around in this pocket. So I will say, I'm not sure that Alaris necessarily saw this happen because she was a little bit preoccupied, but she is going to come to to cough up, you know, the remainder of the mm -hmm. water in her lungs and look <laughs> down to grab the astrolabe and the pearl from the corpse and then it's not there. make oh, eyes at all of her comrades. All right, who took it? Who took it? It was you. It hopefully was you, wasn't hopefully it? the finger does, like yeah. goes straight past Honto. <laughs> <laughs> Hanto and Candoso are sitting there with our healer's tools out in both of our hands. Like, Cassius like, has it like around his neck. We're both, we're both literally has dressed hands like, in his pockets, <laughs> polishing like, it like an apple. Just Cand Candoso and, and Hanto look like they're like homeless people. Let <laughs> you see in the mud-covered streets. Cassius is sitting there just decorating. As soon as we, as soon as we dispatch the monster. It all disappeared. It's all gone. I, I, I can't say where where the uh, shiny medic and the uh, nice pearl thingy uh, might have gone, but we should we should look around more. Perhaps in the scuffle when we were worried to try to get to Helia, we kicked it somewhere. So I'm, I'm going to look over in the corner of the cave. <laughs> Smash cut to back on the ship. Uh, <laughs> Honto, Candoso, and Alaris are carrying a, a hog tide. <laughs> Cassie's back, <laughs> just like on a giant uh, spit roaster. Uh, no, do you, I mean, I, everyone saw you take it, but you guys are out of danger, it seems, and we'll speed things along as in the next chamber. Well, beyond... three of us are out of danger. Uh, someone else poisoned or... I mean, oh, I'm... oh, Cassius is very yeah. much. Oh, I got Cassius. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, if I'm you guys press him, he'll, he'll. If you guys press him, he'll roll his eyes and be like, "You're a very stingy crew," <laughs> and, and he'll like toss it back. <laughs> I mean, that pearl alone is worth hundreds of of gold pieces, and you don't know what this item is besides an astrolabe. But as as you get a sense of it, Candoso, oh, it is a, a potently uh, magical object taking a quick look at the astrolabe um why don't you guys make me a arcana roll perhaps a pirate lore uh sailing lore kind of thing 
see if you can identify this object. Because as I said, uh, it is is potently magical and is given off a a moderate divination aura. Let's see. You said sailing lore, right? Because Cassius gets a 28 on that. Cassius has, Cassius gets one. Yeah, you rolled a 16. Uh, This is indeed a a heavy cast brass astrolabe, but a much more ornate one and is, you can tell, just a piece of of piracy legend. How this corpse got it on him, sealed in this chamber, you do not know, but is one of uh, several artifacts of the shackles known to have belonged to a navigator astrologer in years of of yore in the shackles from the the nation of old Lirgan named uh, Swingli of Morm and this is known as Swingli's Eye and indeed can give a uh, a bonus to profession sailor uh, or, or sailing lore checks uh, plus two competency bonus uh, and then in addition once per day you can make a perception check and if you succeed you can basically look through the astrolabe and get the effects of true scene and also cuts through fog and, and smoke and other things uh, this is an artifact item that will need to be vested uh, or invested as per second edition rules but one of the many items here as if you guys are okay with me fast forwarding a bit to getting back to the the ship back to the the tide breaker you know, you've got an entire treasure chest full of stuff. this is true the chest itself the captain's locker is a treasure by itself as it is an extra dimensional bag of holding space inside it um, as you get back to the ship, uh, Isabella will, will come back after you can send out the, the B team on an adventure to, to retrieve her and, and Nami and all the, the tadpoles. But she and, you know, some of the other old pirates here, um, Sandara Quinn and the like, can tell this is a super important chest and will string it up over the deck of the ship. And, uh, and try to get it so you can open it and it'll spill its contents. Oh, and we've got a lot of contents to go over. This AP is broken. How much treasure is at the very end? I had to give you a little treasure check halfway through because I have like three pages of notes here on uh, on some, some magical items. Yeah, I guess just give us the cliff notes and then after the show, we'll go over the loot proper. Oh, no. there's This is the culmination of an entire book of hard work. I, I guess this is probably what some people listen for, isn't it? Oh, the the money shot of treasure spilling out on your deck, uh, cracking it open. Indeed, bolts of luxurious silk uh, in a blinding rainbow of colors fall out from this space. A, an entire menagerie of animal furs uh, from fine to coarse barrels come out of the, the I mean, it's it's Mary Poppins, you know, uh, her bag. Barrels of exotic spices, some with Xianzia kanji written on the side and others with the symbols of the mammoth lords of the north written on them uh, roll out and as well as bags with 
just hunks of silver or raw platinum and gold come out. Uh, that alone seemed to be on top of the bag. Uh, tumbles out and is more than a full holds worth of plunder or about 1,000 gold just there. After that, it seems like there's nothing else inside, but you hear a moaning sound, like a, a creaking of wood as a huge object issues forth from this pocket dimension. Uh, and you see a massive skull emerge. Uh, what looks like a, a large dragon skull affixed to huge timbers. Uh, a ship's figurehead emerges from the darkness Along its the the bow are shrunken heads and macabre ornaments woven into a braided main beam. Where are I'm, we emptying this out? Just like so I the, can the see only it in space my... only space available is the, the top deck. You know, it's I mean, like I said, it's already what you've gotten is enough to like fill the hold. Oh my gosh! Make me an occultism or religion check uh, or. Sailor lore, piracy lore to to identify this bad boy. Three holy, Rebecca. So you get the name of this and all of its uh, component parts. Uh, this item you've probably seen before in some some drawings of of ships and have read of it. Uh, maybe saw it in Port Peril, but this is what is known as Besmara's Bones, and is a artifact that is said to be crafted in the shape of after the Black Lady's own vessel. And affixing it to one ship, it said when you ram an enemy ship, you cast a curse on that ship's captain that causes its inevitable doom. But yeah. Something you can install on the Tidebreaker. Very potently magic, but also has a high resale price itself as it alone would be about a thousand gold doubloons. Worth everything else that's already come out of this chest. Uh, would that afford see. us any infamy? We haven't talked about infamy and stuff in a while. Massive, but... massive amounts. You've I would think found so. like five artifacts so far. Well, I just mean oh. like having like a, what is it? Like a dragon on the front of our ship? Dragon yeah, skull. it is. Pretty is intimidating, a, right? Uh, an occult, I'm guessing necromantic, magical part of your ship. Yeah. Oh yeah, faint necromancy <laughs> in crafting this uh, let's see. A bunch of other stuff comes out. We've got an ornate crown with undersea motifs, uh, with crafted with smaller, deep platinum pearls, worth five hundred gold pieces. A jeweled box containing assorted jewelry. Box itself, five hundred gold pieces. Of the jewelry, uh, twenty five hundred gold pieces. No, that can't be right. Probably two hundred fifty gold pieces. I'll double check my notes. <laughs> There's uh, an ornate. Let's see this. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong notes. The crown is worth 500 gold. Box 50. And the jewels inside 250. Um, the jewels are, you know, amethyst, jade necklaces, diamond earrings, sapphire and emerald brooches. And then you get another 
far off kind of breaking sound inside this chest as it sounds like far off thunder. And it seems like you're about to get pelted with a heavy downpour, but coming forth is a rain of thousands of coins uh, like manna from heaven that spray up and over your heads as currencies from dozens of countries and places that no longer existed, mints that collapsed years ago, assault you. Thousands of copper, silver, and gold pieces, 208 gold, 1890 silver pieces, and 2,500 copper. Roll a reflex save. I imagine this this treasure pile now is like six feet tall and is covering the ship. There's a bowsprit, Patrick. I mean, Mahim the Naga Killer. How much copper was it? Sorry. Uh, 2550. Mahim is like wearing the crown and like doing, is like swimming through the coins. Yeah, I was going to say, we're all Scrooge McDucking through the coins. Everyone has got at least one one good swim check worth of Scrooge McDucking here. I was going to say, Honto is kind of slowly pacing around the pile of treasure as it spills out because... I mean, it's uh, it's like nonstop. It's crazy. I understand. He's he's widening the berth as it continues to widen. (laughs) There is... A, uh, some of these lesser magical items I'm not going to make your roll for right now. Uh, slippers of spider climbing. Two fan feather tokens, and those are exactly what they sound like. You make a giant wind appear from like a small fan that can push a ship forward and, and double your ship's speed. Uh, there's a thin golden ring in Chalaxian style with a blood red gem in its middle. And taking a look at this, it is a ring of fire resistance five uh, a ring of energy many weapons fall forth and i'll get these to you five plus one striking weapons uh, short sword dagger battle axe longbow and trident as well as a couple of named magical items we've got a moonlight chain which is a plus one set of of magical armor that if memory serves, glows in the moonlight, as well as a probably a more druid-focused weapon called a twinning staff, and another artifact issues forth. It is a slim, very slim rapier with a hilt guard in the shape of writhing purple sea snakes. Um, once again, make me this will be arcana or salient lore. I think that is going to be enough from both of you. Ooh, natural 20. All of you to figure out. Well, I'm going to give you its name anyway, because I think you all rolled very well. What it does and its name. This is a legendary sword called Brine's Sting. And in addition to when you hit, it gives the opponent... I think basically the second edition version of this will be second one... I'll double check on that. It's minus one penalty and damage rolls. On critical hits against any aquatic or water subtypes, it deals 3d6 points of dehydration damage as salt crystals form in the wound. And well, yeah, we've got the we've already found Zul and some of these other magical items. I think we found just about everything from the the first edition classic AP. Raiders of the Fever Sea, except a one item that 
perhaps everyone else overlooks in the, the mad dash of treasure, which might interest Honto as issuing fourth last, but not least, almost floating down uh, as if it's not affected by the, the pull of gravity beneath the ship is a Palantir-sized pearl that seems to shine impossibly bright even in the uh, the full daylight of the afternoon light here above. Uh, no one else seems to really pay it any attention, but Honto, uh, you feel deep down this is indeed one of the magical orbs that you've been you've been tasked with finding here in the shackles that was stolen by raiders by pirates decades ago and that's that's caused the coastline to kind of fall into disrepair and chaos one of the things that you have been prophesied to return to its rightful home from what i understand the only thing that I have been sent out to retrieve. Oh, there are three of them. Oh, there are three. Oh, yeah. I, 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 they should sorry, have told I you that when they sent you out. I, 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 I thought that there was just one that belonged to my tribe. Oh, well, there were definitely three that they used um, in harmony with one another that had different abilities, but it is said that they were used, you know, Basically, uh, in a, a promise with the peoples of the the coastline there before the the storms hit, before the Eye of Abendago, that helped to to regulate you know the weather, the crops, and the animals. I forget what the three right. <laughs> exactly did, but they somehow all coalesced and magically ensured the. Um, Argani people, uh, as well as the Aruxi, prospered for for many generations. Right. So, as I as I described, Hanto has been kind of giving this treasure pile a wide berth uh, because he wasn't able to locate this thing in the undersea caverns. So he was hoping, like as a last ditch effort, that it just got crammed into this treasure chest and. Even though nothing else has caused him to react this way, he just kind of strides over whatever coin, whatever baubles or, or anything that uh, happens to be piled between him and the chest, and he just reaches out and grabs this with one hand while looking at it. Mr. Honto, sir, you're standing on me foot, you is. Oh. It's toe, Greg. He's obviously always underfoot. Wait, that sounded it, less like it, toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no! It's it's Scrimshaw Jack. Okay, was... <laughs> we've been we've been apart from the crew so long. I need to take a back there. We <laughs> standing in this dramatic pose, holding the thing. He'll just look down <laughs> and go, "Oh, sorry," and he just picks up his foot. <laughs> Itchy Toe Greg's there too. It's like, oh yeah, me toe. Uh, he, he he keeps that foot down. Ouch! And it just. What exactly all these treasures will mean for you guys? Besides the fact that you almost instantaneously become some of the richest pirates to have ever sailed the shackles and where this fortune uh, will take you to what heights, to what ends of the islands here. 
We will find out in book three of Skull and Shackles when we return. <laughs> but that's a, a tale for another time here on Dead Men Roll No Crates. Oh, oh, oh. oh boy. It. You guys get to go back and spend all this plunder. All this Yay. Yay. Arr. Arr. Oh, boy. And <laughs> it will only take a small accounting miracle to get through it all. Bartleby? There's so much at Bartleby. the end. Yeah, Bartleby yeah. is yeah, like we, we've got a guy crying, <laughs> looking at all the, the coins he's got to count. He's like, no. <laughs> Let's do an entire Bartleby accounting episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll just have a bottle episode where, like, it's just Bartleby, like, slowly going through the pile, but it's like a clip show where it shows like previous things that have happened while he's just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, let's just take clips from other episodes. Uh, it's like, oh, this is the time where Laris almost drowned again. The writers <laughs> definitely didn't go on strike. Here's a great episode for you to watch. <laughs> Guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, hopefully a good capstone, a good end to book two here nearly dying a couple times and then getting treasure literally dumped on your heads. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for playing with me. Thank you, thank Patrick. You, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. As always, listeners, thanks for sticking with this experiment in first edition, second edition conversion. Uh, we will catch you next time here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, treasure. Blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Loot, but no level up. Yeah, I was gonna I say, did okay. we not level up? Yeah. And you leveled up too. Hey. Oh, it's the end of the. It's the stinger. That's the oh, stinger. I forgot. You there gotta come go. back. Wait, no. It's the end of the book, of course, right? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's level seven time. Oh yeah. Hey. All right, I'm at it, and that's where we cut out. All right. All right. <laughs>